Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. To the Hampton Inn in Jacksonville. We'd gone over to Jacksonville for our granddaughter's surgery, which was the next day. As I stood there at the counter checking in, I don't really know how it happened. It wasn't something intentional. But the lady behind the counter and I just started talking about the Lord. We started talking about our Christian faith. We started talking about our churches and and praying. She shared with me where she went to church. She shared with me about her faith in God. And about how she prayed every morning before work. And she was very specific. And I'm thinking, wow, this is good. Uh, This is unusual. This is refreshing. And I walked away from that counter thinking, we're at at the right hotel. Yeah. Uh, God has a way of getting you in the right place at the right time. And I mean, I walked away with a smile on my face. My wife and I went to the room. We opened the door. We walked into the room. And there was a card on the bed. And I never read these things, but for some reason I picked it up. Have you ever noticed that the Holy Spirit will prompt you to do things at the right time, at the right place? This is what it says. Squeaky clean. Well, that's good to know in a hotel room anyway. Hello, my name is Marlon. I had the pleasure of cleaning your room. If there's anything we can help you with, please call housekeeping or the front desk. And then, in handwriting, written at the bottom of this card, it says, God is so good. And so, I mean, just having this conversation with the lady behind the counter and then getting to the room, and somebody has, in beautiful script, just, God is so good. And I'm thinking, wow, this is amazing. And I took the card and I put it in my pocket because I'm going to keep this card. I like this. And then the next morning, early in the morning, because her surgery was first thing, uh, my wife and I went down to get a cup of coffee And I picked up, as I normally do, the USA Today. On the front page of the USA Today, in the center, in big letters, it says, In God We Trust. Yeah. And the article says, Bible classes get a push for public schools. And, and it's a wonderful article. 
But here I am, sitting there, with a cup of coffee. I have a card that says, God is so good. And then I have a newspaper that says, in God we trust. And then I got it. I knew what God was trying to say to me. He was trying to say, God is so good, and in God we can trust. And i got to tell you, I had an incredible sense of peace that came over me at that moment. I knew my granddaughter would be fine. I knew God had this thing. I knew the Lord had sent me some personal messages. A housekeeper. God is so good. I don't know if they do that in every room. But boy, that was sweet. And then, the newspaper. Somebody asked, they said, do you really think God put that in the newspaper just for you? I said, yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. I think that's the kind of stuff God does. And so I, I I was so touched, brought both of these items home with me, put them on my desk, and uh, just as a reminder that God is so good, and in God we can trust. God is so good, and we should always be trusting Him. Well, when I got home, I decided to look into it, because I wanted to know what's going on at the Hampton Inn. How they could unashamedly talk about their Christian faith behind the counter with people in the lobby. How I could get to the room, and it says, God is so good. And I, I, I tried to... Find out what's going on at Hampton Inn. I got nowhere. My final conclusion was, is there is a woman working for Hampton Inn who's unashamed of her faith. And there's somebody who's cleaning rooms at Hampton that believes God is so good and they're testifying the goodness of our God. And I just tell you, that just blessed my heart. In my research, trying to find out what was going on with Hampton, I did find a few other things though. I found this. This is a purpose statement for Chick-fil-A. How many of you like Chick-fil-A? Hold your hand up. Yeah. Yeah, Chick-fil-A. This is what it says. This is their purpose statement. To glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that, he, all that is entrusted to us and to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. What a purpose statement. Yeah. I'm... I'm never driving by Chick-fil-A again without buying something, I'm just saying. And by the way, wouldn't that be wonderful for us to have a purpose statement that says that my purpose is to be a faithful steward of all that God has given to me and for everyone who comes in contact with me to have a positive experience. This is even better. Hobby Lobby has adopted this as their statement of purpose for their board of directors. Here it is. Here's the first statement. In order to effectively serve our owners, employees, and customers, the board of directors is committed to, here it is, honoring the Lord in all we do by operating the company in a manner consistent with biblical principles. Listen to the last paragraph in their purpose statement. We believe that it is by God's grace and provision that Hobby Lobby has endured. He has been faithful in the past and we trust Him for our future. 
That's good stuff, isn't it? Thank God for businessmen and women who are unapologetically Christian and who are doing out there in the world what we're doing in here. They're telling people everywhere that God is good and that He can be trusted. God is good and He can be trusted. I want to turn my attention to the young people in the church just for a moment. Uh, So if you're in school on any level, I don't know what you're planning on for your future. I don't know what your goals and dreams are, but you might want to pray about starting a business, dedicating it to the Lord, operating it on biblical principles, and using it for the glory of God. Wouldn't it be wonderful if this church, by faith and by the proper teaching and trust and belief that God is good and can be trusted, that we could raise up some young men and women in this church who would run businesses unashamed, unashamedly for the Lord and for His glory. I just encourage you to do that. And all of us here in the house today, I just want to say this. If you want your Christian life, if you want your faith and influence to go to the next level, well, let's get out there in the world. Amen. Let's go out there in the world. Let's tell people everywhere that God is good and that God can be trusted. Now, friends, I know I'm a realist. I know that the world is full of enemies. I know it's full of obstacles. I, I know that, that the enemy fights against us on every hand. I know that. But our knowledge of Scripture should overshadow that. Amen. You see, I know there are enemies out there. I know there are people who hate everything about Christianity and those who believe. But that doesn't change the fact that our God is good and you can trust Him. And if you put your faith and trust in Him, He will do amazing and wonderful things in you and through you. We need to remember that. Now, this will help you. I like this. This is one of my favorite verses for many years. Proverbs 16.7. Would you pull that up because I want us to read it together. Proverbs 16.7. Read it with me. When a man's ways please the Lord... He makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. That's pretty good, isn't it? When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. You see, when we start pleasing the Lord, God starts dealing with our enemies. Are you with me? One more time. I'm not sure you got that. When we start pleasing the Lord, God starts dealing with our enemies. Some years ago, my staff is aware of this and the security team here is aware of this. A man called the church office uh, threatening me, telling me how sorry I was and what a hypocrite I was and, uh, and how I didn't deserve to live and that I would die soon. He assured me in this By the way, he left it on the answering machine. How smart are you to leave a death threat on the answering machine? So so anyway, he just said I would die shortly. and, And it was kind of unnerving. And we shared it with the sheriff's department. And they listened to it. And basically the sheriff's department said... They said, uh, it's not enough to arrest him. You're just going to have to watch him. 
That always makes you feel good, doesn't it? You're just gonna... So what we did is we printed out <clears throat> a picture of this man. We left it in the lobby, <clears throat> and the security force was on guard looking for him. One day, several months later, he comes walking through the door. There he is. We have his picture. So, so what the security team, and by the way, we have an excellent security team here at the church. We do. Praise God for that. <clears throat> and the security team saw the picture. They identified him. And what they did is they put one of the officers on him. They just said, okay, he's your assignment. Now, what the man never knew is from the time he walked through those doors back there, there was a security officer <clears throat> in arm's reach of him at all times. Man sat right here. I saw the security officer tap somebody and said, I need to sit here. And he sat right behind him. So I, they were watching him. I, I, I kind of checked him out every now and then myself. <laughs> and then he got, up and come, he, he got up to come to the altar. And he comes to the altar and he's praying about right, right about here. And he gets on his knees. And what's, what's strange is, is... The, the security officer came, and when I say stood right behind him, he was right behind him. So you got him standing, he's kneeling there. And then I'm thinking, buddy, just pray. Don't put your hands in your pocket. If you put your hands in your pocket, it's going to be a bad scene right here at the altar. And then I decided to do the Christian thing. I decided, well, I'll go pray with him. So I stepped down off the rostrum. I knelt down right beside the man and, and got real close to him. And I was getting ready to say something to him, and he looks over at me. And he said, Pastor, can we just be friends? Can we let bygones be bygones? I said, that works for me, buddy. I tell you what, we're good, and we had prayer. But I want to tell you, I, I never called him, we never addressed it, we never dealt with him. But when your ways start pleasing the Lord, I didn't say when you're perfect. I didn't say when you've worked everything out. But when you start trying to please the Lord, God can make even your enemies to be at peace with you. Hey, I want to take just a few moments because we're going to baptize today and I don't have a long time to talk. But I want to kind of take you on a, a little bit of a journey in one of the books in the Bible. It's the book of Psalms. And the reason I want us to go there, and I'll just, I'll give you a lot of scripture. And by the way, I'm not going to pull them up. We won't put them on the board, but I can give you a list of all of these scriptures later if you would like it. Uh, but the reason I'm doing this is because the book of Psalms just keeps giving us these testimonies, these declarations, these invitations to trust God, testifying how good God is and how merciful He is and how gracious He is. And then we're invited we're invited to put our trust and faith in Him. Now, I want to preface my remarks by telling you that the Bible does talk about the wrath of God. And that's something very serious. Amen. And the Bible talks about the judgments of God. And that's extremely important. And, and, and the Bible talks about the requirements of God, what He expects out of us. And we, we need to pay close attention to those. This is true. And there is no denying that these things are in the Bible. But what I'm telling you today, friends, 
is the dominant theme of Scripture is not the wrath of God. It is not the judgment of God. It's not even the requirements of God. The dominant theme of Scripture is that God is good and He can be trusted and He forgives and He blesses people and He takes people who are undeserving and brings them out of darkness and into His glorious light. The theme of God's Word is salvation. That God can change your life and He wants to change your life. So just listen to a few scriptures. I love these testimonies. The psalmist said, this poor man. Now that's a way to refer to yourself, isn't it? He said, this poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him from all of his troubles. Now, I think that's amazing because really what the psalmist was saying, if we put it in everyday language, is he was saying, God always sees me through. God always sees me through the trouble. Uh, I cry out to him and he sees me through. And what he's doing, uh, that one verse is found in the 34th chapter of Psalms, and what he's doing is testifying the goodness of God. And right after he says that, he says this, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. If you've ever raised children, sometimes trying to get them to taste something is difficult. You know? And you, something you know they'll like, they just won't taste it. I used to tell my children, just taste it. Just taste it. You don't have to eat it. Just taste it. If you don't like it, spit it out. But just taste it. And, and, and you get that same sensation... When you look at this passage of Scripture, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Just one taste of His forgiveness. Just one taste of His holy presence. Just one taste of what God can do with your life. That's enough. That's enough. You will be convinced. Another statement in the book of Psalms says this. And I love the testimonies in the Bible because... They're not sugar-coated. You know, every now and then you'll hear somebody say, man, if you get right with God, everything's going to be hunky-dory. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be glorious. You're never going to have any more problems. And No, friends. It's not what the Bible says. Here's what the Bible says. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many. <laughs> Did I get an amen in the house with that? <laughs> Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. See, we go through trials and tribulations, but God delivers us out of them all when we put our faith in Him. And then one of my favorite is this, delight yourself also in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Do you understand that all of these scriptures are testifying to us that God is good, and that He can be trusted? And even though we go through hard times, that He's there for us and He sees us through. A little, a little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. See, friends, you may not have much, but whatever you have, if you have it and God, oh, you got something. You got something that's good. And it's better than the riches of many wicked. And then here's one I'm sure you know. David said, and this is in the book of Psalms, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. 
See, the psalmist was testifying. He said, I've been around a while now. He said, I'm an old man now, but I was young one time. And all these years, there's something I've never seen. I've never seen God forsake those who put their faith and trust in him. How, how wonderful is that? That's, that's amazing. Friends, I've seen it over and over. Those who put their faith and trust in God, God is a way maker. He makes a way. And I'll tell you something, that you can take two men... I I don't know why, but I especially feel like this is for somebody in the house today. You can take two men who are equally flawed, and one of them will put his faith and trust in God, and God will lead him, and the other man will not, and he will not receive the blessings. And the man who's receiving the blessings is not because he's better than the other man. It's just because he put his faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you do it, Amazing things happen. My mind, as I was preparing this message, went back to when my wife and I were just getting started. And I was in Bible school, preparing for the ministry. A little church, uh, a good ways away from where we were living, asked me if I would come and preach for them in view of a call. I was thrilled to death. I wanted to preach. I wanted to be a pastor. And so I showed up, and they had 40 people there. Just 40 people. And I, but I was excited. And then I asked them, I said, uh, is this a normal crowd? They said, no, we have a lot more people today than we usually have because we knew you were coming. <laughs> I said, okay. And they told me, they said, we want you to come be our pastor. And they said, but all we can pay you is $40. I'm thinking, I'm going to get $40. I figured it out. It was 120 miles round trip. I'd have to make two trips a week. $40. And then they had a little trailer there, and we had to live in this little, little trailer. Eight wide, by the way. Eight foot wide trailer. And we had to buy some groceries. And I thought, I can't afford this. I can't afford this. I can't do this. God, I want to do this. I just can't afford this. And the Spirit of the Lord said, do it. Now, friends, I want to tell you, when God says do something, when He guides, He provides, He'll lead you all the way. David said, I've been young, I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor seed beg bread. I accepted the church. We went to the church. I preached. Trying to figure out how in the world we would do this. I had a little part-time job. I had to give it up to take the church. After church that day, a farmer invited me to his house to eat. It was a wonderful meal. He said, Pastor, I need to talk to you. Would you walk outside with me? I said, yes. We walked out in the backyard, and he had these big old tanks out in the backyard. And right by those tanks was a a pump, a gas pump, just like you have, just like you'd pull into a a gas station. And he said, "I, I gas up all my farming equipment right here. He said, I tell you what I want you to do. He said, every Wednesday night when you come over, I want you to come by and fill your car up. And every Sunday when you come over, I want you to fill your car up. He said, twice a week, you're going to pull into my yard. You're going to pull up to that uh, pump, and you're going to fill your car up, and it's on me. I'm paying for it. I said, man, that is awesome. He said, oh, yeah, there's one other thing I want to talk to you about. He said, don't you have a school bill? I said, yeah, I have to pay so much per hour. And he said, would you mind if I help you out with that? 
I said, not at all. He said, well, tell me what it is, and I'll just write you a check every semester, and you pay your school bill. And I said, man, this is too good to be true. He said, oh, yeah, there's one other thing. He said, don't you have to buy books every semester? I said, I do. He said, "Uh, I want to buy your books for you. And I want to tell you, friends, I took a little church making a lot less money than I was making on a part-time job, and yet God provided and He made a way. I'm just saying, find out what God wants you to do in life. God will take care of you. He will bless you. He will sustain you. David said, I've been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed bag bread. Hey, when I got ready to leave that church, I, I have to tell you this. When I got ready to leave the church, I'd finished school and I was leaving. And he called me over. He said, I need to talk to you. And I thought, well, this is great. I need to thank him anyway. He, he has been there for me for two years. And I, I told him, I said, thank you for loving me and taking care of me and caring for me. I said, it, it really means a lot to me. Because I really, I, I thought this guy, and he did. I thought this guy really had to love me to do this. But this is what he said to me. He said, okay, I know you're leaving. I know you're graduating. He said, do you know any other students that need help? He said, if you'll give me a name, I'll pay for their school bill and their books as long as they're in school. A Christian businessman who was unapologetic about his faith, he knew God was good, and he knew God could be trusted, and he knew God would bless his business, and when I left, he started doing the same thing for another student. And I just, I just couldn't hardly believe it. Listen, here's a, here's a clear statement from God's Word. You know it. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we just need to be still. Sometimes we need to quit trying to figure everything out and analyze it. And we need to just be still and know that He is God. I love this one. And I'm just going through in my mind, I'm just going through some of these psalms that I have meditated on for years. The psalmist, now this is God speaking through the psalmist, but God says, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you will glorify me. Did you hear that? Call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you, and you will glorify me. Did you know that that trouble, that problem you're going through right now, can, can turn into something that will glorify God? Call upon Him. I'm not talking about wishing. I'm not talking about hoping. I'm not talking about desiring. I'm not talking about longing. I'm talking about serious prayer where you cry out to God. And He says, call upon me in the day of trouble. And he says, I will deliver you and you will glorify me. Very quickly, him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of the Lord. You see, when we start trying to walk right with God, he starts showing us what he can do. And that's so important. Cast your burdens upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. There's so much in the Scripture that's so encouraging. These are wonderful Scriptures. This is, this is one of my favorites. I, in fact, I'm beginning to think they're all my favorite. <laughs> when I cry out to you, 
the psalmist said, when I cry out to you, then my enemies turn back. This I know because God is for me. God is for me. The psalmist said, I know when I call on him, my enemies will turn back because God is for me. He goes on to say, God is my refuge. He goes on to say, God is my rock. He goes on to say, one day in his courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. He goes on to say, the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abundant in mercy. Oh, why does the scripture tell us all this stuff? Because God wants us to know that he's a good God. Will he judge us? Yes, but that's not what he wants to do. Will he deal with us if, if, if we're running? Yes, but that's not what he wants. He wants us to understand that he's a good God. He wants us to understand that we can trust him. And we can put our faith and trust in him. I, let, me, let me give you one more. I think I've said that two or three times, haven't I? The Lord, this is, I didn't make this up now. The Lord is on my side. In fact, I'll give you this reference just so you'll know it. It's Psalm 118.6. The Lord is on my side. I, I, have you ever heard somebody say, uh, the Lord's not on anybody's side? Well, I beg to differ with you. He's on my side. He's on my side. Not because I'm perfect. Not because I don't have flaws or mistakes or weaknesses. But the Lord is on my side because I have chosen to be on His side. I have made the Lord my God. And I put my faith in Him. Here it is. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? God is a good God. God can be trusted. What's the bottom line? The bottom line is this. God wants us to believe that He's good. And God wants us to start acting like He's good. God wants us to believe that He can be trusted. And He wants us to act like He can be trusted. Living every day, believing that God is a good God and that God can be trusted... And so start living your life that way. I've already said it. Maybe not just to the young people. Start a business. Dedicate it to the Lord. Use it for His glory. Honor the Lord. Build it on biblical principles. See what God will do. By the way, if you already have a business, if you, we have many businessmen in this church. If you haven't already done this, turn your business over to the Lord. Rewrite your purpose statement. Let it be more than just finances and success. Let it be something that brings glory to God. If you have trouble, and all of us do, we have trials and tribulations, we have trouble from time to time. Then, and it may be trouble in your, your finances, it may be trouble in your marriage, it, it may be trouble at work, it may be trouble in your body, but whatever it is, cry out to the Lord. Don't just wish, don't just hope, don't just long, but go into a season where you cry out to the Lord. And don't just cry out to the Lord. Cry out to the Lord believing that He is good. And that He can be trusted. And then, uh, just, how about the enemies? Do you have some real enemies? Some of us have enemies, don't we? 
by the way, the enemy of all righteousness will make sure that you have enemies at time if you choose to walk with God. When it comes to your enemies, real enemies, listen up. When it comes to your enemies, those who are fighting against you, remember this, God is for you. He's not against you. God is on your side. God is good. And God can be trusted. And if you believe all of that, you can quit fighting with your enemies and you can start trusting God. In fact, I would like to be a little more direct with that. Child of God, listen to me. Stop fighting with your enemies. And start trusting God. Start believing that He's good and that He can be trusted. And then finally, if you've been thinking about becoming a Christian, if you've just been thinking about it, I want to encourage you, God is so good and God can be trusted. And today, if you'll put your faith and trust in Him, He'll change your life. One more time. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. The psalmist said, How precious is your loving kindness, O God! Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. And you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life, and in your light we see light. A testimony to what God can do and what He will do and what He wants to do. I ask you to do that if you haven't already, but many here today have recently made that decision. Those of you who are planning on being baptized today, would you join me on stage, please? Amen. Praise the Lord. Just stand in one line right across here. Praise the Lord. Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.